the tack that we're taking is to provide business education to athletes because what happens to them is they're spending all the time on the sport, developing the sport, traveling with the sport. Most of them don't really get much of an education while they're in college because they're busy with sports and they're hoping to make it and essentially 2% go pro. Hello there and welcome to the My Future Business Show. I hope you're doing really well. Look, I'm very excited today because I have a guest uh, with us that is going to really open your eyes up to the importance of giving um, up and coming talent opportunities in business. And with that being said on today, uh, on today's show, we'll have the pleasure of welcoming the CEO of the World's Best Connectors, Denise Meredith. Welcome back to the show, Denise. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, absolutely. Great to have you here. Now, you, you and I, we're not only going to be talking about the world's best connectors, we're also going to be talking about your latest venture called Project Nilo, which is designed to create new generations of talented business leaders by ensuring that each student athlete participating in the program graduates with their own business. But that's uh, certainly a lot to unpack for people who are on the show today. But tell us where you're calling in yeah. from today, Denise. Oh, I'm calling in from Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, beautiful. Now, you and I were just talking about, uh, you know, the, the weather, I guess you could say that's over there. What attracted you, you to the place? Oh, Phoenix, it's uh, beautiful. It's Sonoran Desert. Uh, I like dry heat <laughs> as yes. opposed to... <laughs> Wet, humid um, heat. Yeah, Miami, D.C., things like that. Yeah. So, uh, but it's uh, beautiful. Saguaro, cactus, and... Uh, Calvary trees. It's a pretty spectacular landscape. Red Rock area is pretty close to Phoenix here. Yes, Sedona. absolutely. So yeah. it, it's great. And no rain. I don't and like no rains. rain. Yeah, well, occasionally, not very <laughs> often. But uh, what do you enjoy doing the most when, when you're not doing something over there? Um, believe it or not, um, probably movies. movies? I, I like movies. I like reading. I like writing. And uh, so that's really what I enjoy doing, which is good because air conditioned <laughs> and, <I'll, laughs> and also here all our sports are air conditioned as well so i get to go to football games and air conditioned baseball games and air conditioning of course so, and who doesn't want to be comfortable doing those things now tell me what do yeah. you like uh, writing about denise um well i write i business believe it or not and not so much business but business people so i've written about a thousand articles about business people Yes, wow. Life. Are you writing at the moment? Uh, yeah, I am. We have. I belong to an organization called the Financial Policy Council, so uh, he's really big on blogs. So I should have a blog coming out on Monday. Fantastic. That's great news. Look, wonderful feedback, uh, Denise. Now, I'm really looking forward to talking about today's um, uh, topics, World's Best Connectors and Project Nilo. But uh, before we do that, I, I always um, give some bit of a background to the audience. And I guess uh, the, the show has been growing, so a lot's changed, a lot of new listeners. I'm wondering if you could, I guess, just recap for us, you know, um, where, where was it that you uh, grew up? Or have you lived in Phoenix your whole life? No, uh, Brooklyn girl. Brooklyn. I was born in Canarsie in uh, Brooklyn, so Brooklynites know where that is. But so I grew up in New York City, which was a fantastic place to grow up when I did. Uh, all the culture, things to do. Uh, it's a pretty exciting place to grow up. My dad was a musician, uh, so, and my mom really liked Broadway, so we spent a lot of time in theaters when yes. I was growing up, so it was a lot of fun. But I went to school upstate in Cornell, I say upstate here, mm -hmm. upstate New York in Cornell University. 
wanted to be a vet, but it was sort of the bad old days. They really weren't letting women be vets. So I uh, went into wildlife biology instead, and they didn't have any women, but they didn't say they didn't want any. So that made a big difference there. (laughs) So I got a degree in wildlife biology from Cornell. And two weeks later, I was living in the desert, different desert. I was living in Las Vegas, Nevada, working on wildlife biology. So that's how it started. And that, I was the first woman that that agency had ever hired, the Bureau of Land Management, which is pretty interesting. So it was pretty much 5,000 um, cowboys and me. Oh, <laughs> well, you just mentioned uh, you just mentioned your father a little earlier on. I always love to get a bit of a picture about my guests. So I'm wondering if you can talk to me about, I guess, the influence of uh, maybe your parents and those who are around you. Did you have anybody like that in your life growing up? Yeah, that's what I tell people. Your first mentors, if you're lucky, are your parents. And so, as I mentioned, my dad, he was uh, pretty much a, a renaissance man. I mentioned he was a musician. Yep. He was also a writer, a photographer. He uh, was a conductor at one time. He was a veteran in the Army. Wow. So he did a little everything. And he traveled around the world with the Army because he played in a band, so the Army band. So he traveled around the world entertaining troops. So that wanderlust, I guess, is still in me. Yes. I've lived in, like, all over the United States. And then my mom was the community organizer. So she was, you know, uh, school, church, whatever. She was in charge of doing things. She also worked for the government, federal government. So I had that kind of influence. Uh, what you see is <laughs> what happened when you put those what two together. Did. Yeah, great feedback. Thank you very much. Now, you obviously uh, have taken a, a fair few values away from your experience with your parents. Were there anybody else external to your, I guess, your family group that had an impact on your life? Oh, sure. You have uh, so many different mentors in life. And so what it's taught me is to never make assumptions about people. Yeah. Uh, so my... Uh, it, for example, I actually, when I found out I couldn't be a vet <laughs> because <laughs> I was a woman, uh, I was taken in by a wildlife biologist, uh, Dr. Daniel Thompson there at Cornell, and uh, he led me through that program, got a degree there. I wound up in Las Vegas, and I had to sh- share a room there with a uh, person who was 55 years old, which when you're 20, <laughs> yes. seems like the end of the world. And he was a conservative politically, uh, he was a botanist. Everything you could name would not put us together. Yes, and wow. Yet, and yet we hit it off. He showed me how to uh, chill your Coke in the stream, how to drive four-wheel drive trucks, et cetera, et cetera. So all along the way throughout my life, I've had really different sorts of people that you wouldn't necessarily expect come along and really make a difference in your life. So I tell people to be open uh, to mentorship. Yes, that's great. Thank you so very much for your feedback, Denise. Now, tell me, you, you, you touched on a couple of times thus far, I guess, the limitations that at least were in place for women, I guess, back mm-hmm. in the day, let's call it. What's changed mm-hmm. for the better, do you think? Well, if you're looking at, at veterinary medicine, now it's almost all women. <laughs> yes, it's a stark change. We went from one extreme to the other, so... That's something that's changed. But uh, unfortunately, there's still a lot going on. I can, I gave uh, one of my more famous speeches is hurdles, women must hurdle. And I could give that speech today because uh, you're still running into uh, people think you don't belong here or you're 
not as qualified as other people. Mm -hmm. A lot of the same hurdles exist. But um, I'm very optimistic. Uh, things are changing. Younger people, for instance, have pretty different ideas. <laughs> yes. And, uh, I was, I, I tell people I went to school during the revolution um, <laughs> of this, you know, early 70s. But um, really, the people, the younger people now are the ones that are really making changes. And so it's uh, pretty optimistic about the future. Great feedback. Thanks again. Now, you, you, your father was a musician, and did he have an influence on the, the type of music that you enjoy? What, what music do you enjoy? Uh, yeah, what it did, and I was thinking about that the other day, it gave, it gave me such a broad appreciation for music. So he was like big band era, so <laughs> grew up with all those, that kind of music, Cole Love Porter it. and Gershwin and whatever. And then I had, and he also liked, of course, to play classical music. And then I, my sister was 10 years older than me. So I got to experience Elvis Presley <laughs> yes, magic. and all of, the, all of that type of thing. And then I was around the Beatles and Rolling Stones and whatever. So I think um, the music has always been there, even though I didn't really get to play much. I learned to play piano, learned to play guitar, but um, it, it's always been a major part of my life. And it, primarily due to him. Yes, that's great. Thank you again. Now, tell me, when was the first time that you decided that uh, business was for you? Did you, were you naturally eased into it? Have you always been an entrepreneur? Did you used to be an employee? Tell us a little bit about the backstory. I guess uh, I discovered it going with the Bureau of Land Management starting at such a young age working for them because the Bureau of Land Management in the United States is one of the few agencies that makes money. <laughs> it does, you know, it has a cattle leasing, it's a, a mineral and oil and gas leasing, it, it, you know, rents out recreation spaces and RV parks, et cetera, et cetera. So, and you had to deal with so many different people in the community. It was mm -hmm. very interspersed yep. with uh, cities and country, rural areas or whatever. So I had to make money. <laughs> Of and a government agency, which is really unusual because people don't think about that. But the Bureau of Land Management was like the second or third uh, largest money-making operation in government, right behind IRS. <laughs> so <laughs> we're behind the Internal Revenue Service. So we had. Um, so I learned really early on how to wheel and deal and negotiate, <laughs> and well, most importantly, uh, community development became very important because we were helping other communities develop themselves through land, you know, through yep, land yep. uses. And so that's really where it started. So I became very skilled at uh, those con contracting, all of those types of things, uh, sales. It was, and it was fun. It, it was, was fun. fun. Yeah. Well, look, you've certainly uh, made ways in this respect and you've got a wonderful team that I'd love to talk about in a little while. But uh, sure. knowing mm -hmm. that you're so busy and knowing that we have a lot of um, – I guess startup entrepreneurs, those who don't have as much experience and don't really know what to look out for, what would you say to them? Would you say that it's important for you to have downtime and how important is that for you? Yeah, I think the main thing I tell people is always be open to learning. Yep. <laughs> yeah, to this day, even though I'm a mentor, one, uh, of course, interesting, I didn't have any female mentors <laughs> since I was the first one, right? and uh, or African-American mentors. Um, but now there are many diverse people mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can get mm -hmm. to meet. And yep. so I think it's really important to be open to suggestion from anybody you can uh, get information from. 
And so learning is, uh, so I'm constantly learning the pandemic did not have as negative an impact on me. It did a lot of, a lot of people, lot of people yeah. right? It was horrible, but I, what I would do is watch three or four webinars a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I learned so much about so many different things. Some of them useless. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of that. There was a lot of useless stuff, <laughs> but, but in general, I, I just learned a lot and, uh, I'm trying to put that to use uh, my, I guess, purpose now in life is to pass that information on to yes. other people. Thank, thank you very much for, I guess, uh, framing it that way in terms of mentorship, because there certainly are a lot of people who listen into this show taking a lot of value away from what you're sharing, Denise. Thank you again. Now, tell us, there's two sides to this coin, and I'd love for you to explain mm-hmm. it so that we're very clear on this. Uh, when we okay. opened up, we talked about World's Best Connectors, but also Project Nilo. Let's start right. with the World's Best Connectors. What is that oh. about, and how did that come about? Okay. Uh, I retired early from the government because I started so early. Yeah. <laughs> weeks out of college so i got to retire very very early and i had a denise meredith consultants which was me pretty much and so that's a lot of the writing a lot of the being a newspaper reporter um a lot of helping on big projects like the football stadium here i worked on getting that approved uh government lobbying all kinds of things like that Mm -hmm. um happened and so i was um did that for you know 20 some years i had that have had that company but uh, I guess about five years ago, I thought, if I can get all this done by myself, why don't I try to have a team? Why not? Why not? <laughs> why not? I try to work with a team. <laughs> so, uh, and there are good points and bad points to that, but it's been mainly good points. So uh, I'm very lucky. I'm blessed at this point in my life to work with who I want to, when I want to, how I want to, and can pick the best <laughs> at this course. point. So um, world's best connectors is that there are people like me, uh, funny it's funny being in government. I I figured it out one time that I'd been to nineteen thousand meetings. Whoa. <laughs> so so <laughs> meeting meeting in general is not my favorite thing. To oh, do. I can imagine. <laughs> okay, but so what I did is attract other people who also <laughs> enjoyed meetings. meetings. <laughs> so what uh, we do, we have small meetings, small get. I just I don't mind meetings if you're it's very purposeful and you know what you yes. want to do. So. Yes. Um, you, you won't necessarily see world's best connectors people at a lot of these luncheons or <laughs> yep. banquet dinners. They're busy. <laughs> They're busy doing. They like doing to do. Doing stuff. <laughs> they like to do. So, um, so I got a lot of type A's. Um, you always need a few C's that type B's and Bit C's and D's. There, but, <laughs> but most of them are type A's. So what we do is uh, different projects. Somebody will bring up something and people jump on it or not. So we've had a whole variety of projects going on. But what we try to do is help other executives get their jobs done. Right. So maybe in a consulting role. So that I started that in 2019, which was a very good year. We did really well. And then mm-hmm. bingo. And here you are. <laughs> the, next year, the next year was COVID yeah. and pandemic. Pandemic. But, there you go. Yeah, but we still were able to do in that two years of pandemic about a dozen webinars on different subjects and i like to pick subjects that i think people don't get enough education on or talk about yep. so we did it on succession we did it on uh, family businesses running family businesses we did it on sustainability which everybody talks about but nobody really knows what no, it is, is. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was 
so and so we actually I felt got a lot done. Yeah, didn't make a lot of money <laughs> doing that, but we uh, got to a lot of people, got a lot of good information to a lot of people. So that's been going on, and this latest uh, project, yes. Nilo came up. One thing that I've done all along, I talk about writing all along. I've also done kids programs all along. Um, I had a youth sports nonprofit for 12 to 18 year olds, try to get them to stay in school, student athletes, try to get them to stay in school, lead healthy lifestyles and be financially responsible. I taught uh, at university levels. I taught 10 years at Cornell online. I taught five years with ASU live classes. So, um, Kids have always been in my mind, yeah. and the education has always been a part of my life. So when the NCAA, which is a huge organizational structure here that governs uh, college sports, mm-hmm. um, all along they said you can't give kids money for playing a sport in college. It has to be amateur, amateur hour forever. Mm-hmm. And so it was very, it's always been controversial, obviously, because the colleges make a lot of money. <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah. The coaches make a lot of money. Everybody made money except the kids. So in 20, uh, 20, 21, they were talking about it. And then, boom, all of a sudden, they said, okay, <laughs> you can make money now as a student athlete. But there were no real policies, <laughs> no real no guidance. <laughs> it was just like throwing the meat in the middle of the yes, room and yes. everybody pounced. So it's been a lot of activity, a lot of ruckus, a lot of uh, things going on. But what it struck me right away was I don't hear people talking about the kids. <laughs> I hear people competing to get students. Uh, who's going to pay the most money? Is this oh. going to be the end? Is this going to be in the end of sports as we know it? I mean, yeah. there was a lot of angst going on, but still, I didn't hear <laughs> angst about the students. Where are the kids? What are you doing with their money? How are they getting involved? Exactly. So what I decided, the approach I decided to take to NIL is what it's called, name, image, and likeness is what these programs are called that allow kids to get paid. What I decided to do is, because um, – to me, yes, it's great that they get they're getting paid, but if they don't know what to do with the money, <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. Yes, it's the, the the statistics are awful, and most people have heard the statistics, but it's something like sixty-eight or seventy percent of NFL athletes go broke within three years. That's incredible. Okay. Wow. Um, and basketball is not much better. It takes them longer. <laughs> it may take them five or seven years to go broke. But, but you hear that you often, of, very often, don't you? It's, it's, yeah. it's commonplace, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. It's more common than not. That's the sad part. It's the majority. Yeah. Uh, go down that way. So, um, yeah, yes, kids. some kids make more money now. And then that's the other thing. NIL has not really been very universal. It's aimed at where's the most money is in football. Right. So most of the action is in football, a little bit in basketball, and they throw in a woman here and there, but it's not really It's quite disjointed. Yeah, it's not really benefited all at student athletes. Yeah, yeah. It's benefited some of them, and uh, the latest statistics show something like the average take, if you could call it that, from NIL, Mm -hmm. has been $3,400. Oh, goodness. (laughs) Okay. 
Okay, so it's not what people envision. Um, yes, uh, LeBron's son got 7.5 million. <laughs> That's one person. Yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Uh, um, so what the tack that we're taking and most of the people from WBC jumped on this one, so I have some great people working on it, uh, is to provide business education to athletes. Because what happens to them is they're spending all the time on the sport, developing the sport, traveling with the sport, whatever. They really, most of them don't really get much of an education while they're in college because they're busy with sports. That's what, of course, yeah. You know, uh, and they're hoping to make it and essentially 2% go pro of NCAA athletes so go pro. So that leaves a lot, 90, 98%, right? So um, what our program is, one, it's open to all athletes, men, women, um, Paralympic athletes, right? so, you know, students with disabilities, mm -hmm. um, LBGQTIA students, it's open yep. to everybody. Yep. So that's a start. And then it's also, um, we involve the parents, <laughs> which is another well, missing piece that you don't really yeah, hear I was going to ask you about that. What, what was their part in all of this? Yeah, uh, we're going to have some classes for them as well. <laughs> some of the classes they'll be in with the students, and I'll come back to how the classes are set up. I'll be in with the students. But uh, parents should be a big influence on it. Sometimes they are in a positive way. Obviously, they've sacrificed a lot to get the kids to this point. Mm -hmm. But lots of time they don't know any more than the kids do about handling money. Yeah. Okay, especially large amounts of money when you become pro. So we will have some education for parents as well. So the way we have it structured is uh, the first part will be virtual classes. So the kids can be in any school. Um, and it's like a 90-minute class once a month. Right. And we'll talk, talk to them about how to set up your LLC or your foundation, whatever it is you're thinking about, how to brand yourself in an effective manner, use the social media, how to write a business plan and a lot of adults need to learn that as well <laughs> but uh but how to write a business plan how to present a business plan um we'll just take them through all the steps and and like i said some of those classes like who you should have in the team around you obviously yep. that involve the parents in that class the lawyer agent <laughs> you know how do you find honest people <laughs> in that realm so yep try to work on that because that's how a lot of athletes lose their money trusting the wrong people with their money and so then after that they'll have a live experience um, work study type experience working with a business mm -hmm. or if they want to work with a government agency whatever we'll get them an apprenticeship so to speak or really an internship of some sort and at the end of that they will have a piece of paper <laughs> it says this it. is there this is their LLC or this is their foundation. This is their That's incredible. Creation. There's, there's so. just so many questions that can arise from this. And a couple of them that came to mind was, um, are, mm -hmm. are they typically focusing on uh, becoming, I guess, uh, sole proprietors, small business owners and that sort you're, of thing? You're going to have the gamut. Mm -hmm. You're going to have the gamut. Um, most, uh, I think the athletes, they go in there thinking they're going to, be Michael Jordan or something and won't have to work. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, let's hope. 
Yeah, but that doesn't happen, right? So, uh, and so our whole thing is uh, whether they go for it or not, they'll still have a business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they'll need that. But essentially, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's just people not knowing how to uh, just deal with it, so to speak. Um, and now you have the whole addition of younger people not communicating. Imagine <laughs> okay, that. Like, not, like, you know, radio, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, there's so much packed in there that we have to work with and we have a limited amount of time, obviously, but ours will be sort of introductory types of things, but we'll give them the resources, the references <laughs> that they need to get further information. Yeah, that's great. Well, look, um, it's, it's like nice knowing that you guys are there. That's for sure and certain. I, can I ask another question, Denise, sure. in terms oh, of um, the, the way that uh, uh, I guess the actual money would be managed for a student? Do you have an involvement mm-hmm. with that? Because I certainly know that you have a very skilled team. Do you have right. um, people that are working as uh, funds advisors, trust managers and things like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because these classes will actually be taught by... Uh, people are experts uh, in yeah. those areas, all right? So we have wealth managers, we have uh, um, people that are, you know, we ha- we're going to introduce them to different specialties as well. Um, car dealerships, for example, is something that athletes tend to go into. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you know, real estate, something that involves them and their name. Yeah, okay. branding. We'll, show, we'll try to focus them. But... Uh, it could be something as simple as video games. <laughs> they yeah, want to yeah. work for they want to work for Google or whatever. You know, what we'll try to, ex- to expose them to all those different opportunities. So they will meet in class. We talked about mentorship, right? They yeah. everybody that's involved in those classes because there'll be panels for each of those sessions. So there'll be three or four people that they'll meet in each of those classes uh, sessions. So I think they'll be ready-made mentors that they'll run into right there yep. that will help them decide. Uh, and, and you may bring up a very uh, strong point. Everybody is not um, geared to managing a business. <laughs> Some people are going to be a spokesperson. <laughs> you know what I mean? The yep. businesses will want them. <laughs> they won't have to really do a lot, right, except show up. Um, other people... Uh, like we're one of the students we might be getting is very wants to go into real estate. Okay, it doesn't have anything to do with sports, right? <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I think a lot of them have some interest, and that's what we'll work with them on. If they want to do something in sports, there are plenty of jobs in sports. I taught sports marketing. There are plenty of jobs in sports in that sport. don't involve you running up and down the field. <laughs> yes, yes. Maybe you want to be an agent. We have, uh, we, we're partnering with an NLI with NIL people. So we have an NIL agent that teaches other people how to be agents. Maybe there'll be somebody in the classes with talent that way. Yeah, it seems like that you're building a massive network of interconnected specialities. And I, mm-hmm. I start to think about the, I guess, the personality types. And I think about um, what it takes to be a, a pro sports person, or at least attempting mm-hmm. to be one. And discipline comes to mind. I guess that yes. would make it very easy or easier to work with um, student athletes. Mm-hmm. Would that be fair? Yeah, I th- you, you hit the nail exactly on the head, as I say. But yes, it's... Um... And that's what's bothered me all along. We've overlooked those talents that they have. 
discipline I always mention, uh, mm. charisma. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Characters, yep. They've got a lot of that leadership abilities. Mm -hmm. <laughs> quarterback or the, you know, whatever. Um, there's so many talents hidden in there that, like I said, don't involve throwing or kicking or running or anything like that, that we overlook. We're just looking at them as entertainment. And if they don't make it to the big time, nobody cares. Too bad. Well, not nobody until cared. now. And, and so now, especially if we're working with parents or whatever, they, and they may, the parents may want to have a business too, you know, it could be a family business, but mm -hmm. at least if they have something to go back to, maybe they won't have to go back home and live with the parents, <laughs> you know, <laughs> after yeah. college, after college, they'll have a business, uh, they'll have something to hold on to. If they do go back to their community, which we hope uh, a lot of them do, just think we're sending people back that are trained, smart business people. That's going to help the entire community. And what a that's, vision. That's something that hasn't been seemed to me thought of before. Um, you know, like I said, they go home and then they got, they're broke in three years. Yeah, well, because it starts, it, I start to think, Denise, also just, I guess, a little bit on the outer uh, outlier of this is once they have established a business and there is revenue stream, um, is there like uh, steps afoot within Project Nilo to uh, teach them about investing or reinvesting? Money? Oh yes, definitely. Yeah, wealth management. We, we have a we have some very highly skilled wealth management people in my group. So mm -hmm. yes, they'll be learning about that um, because and that comes to who you put around you. <laughs> it's very yeah. important to get the right advice on that. How long's how long's a program uh, like this run for, Denise? Um, well, we're looking at it being like a year to 18 months. Okay. So part of that is work, the work study part. So it just mm -hmm. depends on what they do <laughs> and work study, but we want, so we're aiming at kids that are freshmen between freshmen and juniors. So that we'll have to, you know, the seniors, we won't have a lot of time with them though. We may try some out in this first go around, um, just to see, you know, so maybe we're misjudging that, uh, what you can cram into them at the last moment. Cause so we, but we perfectly, you know, ideally we'd like to get them when they're freshmen or junior, uh, freshmen or sophomores because, mm. and they have a lot of time to work with it. And then lo and behold, they might have a business that'll help them through the rest of school yes, <laughs> or help wow. them, help them pay back their parents or whatever. Whatever they need to do to stay afloat, as it were, in this uh, big, wide, wonderful world of ours. Now, Denise, I, I know that we've touched, I guess, peripherally on, um, I guess, the team that you're working with. I'm wondering if we, you can bring some names to the fore and just talk us through some of the things that they do. Okay, we have. Uh, well, we have a, uh, I mean, it's such a diverse group. I, right now on the Nilo. There's lots Wolf of them, too. And I, well, World's Best Connectors is huge. You know, you might have not huge, but we have like 50 or so people now. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have about uh, 20 on this particular project, Project Nilo. So, and it's nationwide. So we're a nationwide company. So like we have a HR person, expert who lives in Washington. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sorry, in Atlanta, we have uh, uh, wealth management people. I have a person that's an MBA coach, a certified MBA coach, not the physical kind of coach. He's yes, certified yes. by the MBA yes, <laughs> to yes. work 
with, to work with athletes. Okay. And they're, you know, on their issues, so to speak. Yes. Um, so he's helping with the curriculum. We have a couple uh, that live in California who do training. We're going to have them working with the parents. <laughs> they have raised student athletes themselves. Okay. So they know. And, and so they know the gist. Okay. They yeah, know yeah. some of the girls. So we have a, a couple out there. We have, I have a, a young man who's uh, super good at, um, uh, sales, I guess I would say he's a branding, we call him our branding accelerator, okay, so <laughs> he, he, and he's, he used to play ball, okay, so yep, yep. young enough to relate, he used to play for Nebraska, okay, and uh, he used to actually play ball, so he's so relatable for the kids, right, um, and so he's out there scouting, scouting <laughs> for us kids, and then we have a guy who, uh, has his own business and and no backboard basketball, which is an interesting new sport coming up. But he's uh, also very good at uh, uh, the whole new. We are going to have a lot of new technology. I should mention we have the part with the classes going going, but then we also have a part called Nilo Media Network, and so that's the tech part of what we're doing. And oh, so nice. we have a television. We have OTT television network that'll have nonstop 24 seven uh showings uh related to nil related issues so interviews with students interviews with universities what kind of programs they have nil agents talking about what to look out for so we'll have a broader type of education that'll be for the public <laughs> but but We'll be featuring so many, we'll be featuring these kids. Here's their opportunity, <laughs> you know what I mean, to demonstrate some of the things they do and how they've succeeded in life, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, um, it's I know it sounds massive vision, no. but it's a, well, it's a massive vision. <laughs> but we have, uh, I have a lot of really good people. We need more. We can always use some more people, some more talent. Uh, you know, there's also there's also something that we need to talk about that, you know, greases the wheel of industry and makes these missions um, actually work. I mean, having a dream, having a, a vision is one thing, but getting funding for all this and the right people must be important for you as well. How do you yeah. know about that side of things? Yes, um, we're right in the midst of doing that now, <laughs> really getting the word out to people. So mm -hmm. uh, fundraising, the Nilo uh Project Nilo part is nonprofit, so uh, we're looking for obviously donations and stuff related to that. And people can go on our website, www.projectnilo.com, N-I-L-O. And I should mention what that means: uh, name, image, and likeness. But we add ownership to that. Oh, that's so it's, wonderful. That's uh, Nilo, but they can go online and um, donate to that. We're going to have a. a we're going to do some crowdfunding. <laughs> you know, we're going to try every new technique there is out there. Uh, so people, if they sign up just to be on a list, they'll be aware of those types of things going on. But then on the for-business, the for-profit side, is the tech um, stuff we're talking about, whether it's mm -hmm. streaming television. We have a spectacular app that's uh, state-of-the-art uh, with Action Era, a company called Action Era, mm -hmm. in which people can... Uh, businesses, <laughs> businesses uh, like athletes, <laughs> they want to reach out to athletes. They can have commercials yep. on our television <laughs> and our television station. Actually, 
uh, we see that is really being very, it's attracting a lot of attention, <laughs> that I part of imagine. it. So, and, and to me, it's exciting because, uh, believe it or not, we have some non-athlete kids involved as well. They want to do um, it. Kids, wow. kids that want to be, they're going to be doing the social media. You know, they're going to be doing yes, yes. videoing, videotaping. We have a, 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 a recent graduate, a couple of recent graduates that are formed together a little company. And uh, so they're going to help with the videotaping of the kids in the classes and uh, all of those types of things. So That's we so do well. have do have some opening for uh, kids that aren't running up and down the field, but have an interest in sports, want to be sports reporters. Luckily, we have the Cronkite School here yep. at uh, Arizona State University. So they're very excited about this program from the whole sports broadcasting. And yes, because I know that you're talking with a few universities and the likes, which you'd obviously yes. have to be networking with. Tell us about oh, that side of it. Yeah, and it's been it's fun. We'll be doing uh, because of our. Con I tell people use your contacts that you have. So of course, um, Nebraska, <laughs> of course, comes up. <laughs> so we had uh, Lawrence uh, McIntosh is going to be working with them, and then we have. Uh, we have myself and Cornell <laughs> still very mm -hmm. tightly aligned. So yep. we'll be uh, working with them. ASU has been a major sponsor of World's Best Connectors. So they're in it as well. Uh, so we're, originally I thought about going school by school, but now it's almost, um, it's gonna be open to kids at any school because it's virtual, right? Most yeah. of it. Yeah. So we're gonna, go after kids. Like I said, I, it always comes back to me refocusing on the kids. Absolutely. We'll, we'll find the kids and then we'll get their school. <laughs> yeah, because I can see one thing in you, Denise, is when you talk about this and looking after our future, because that's what they are, they're the up and coming generations that we need to prepare for success that you light up. How does it make you feel even when you're getting those small wins? Yes, it's, um, it's a, each win is a big win. I you know, enjoy teaching. Mm -hmm. obviously and uh, we had um uh but this is bigger than that <laughs> as teaching you have them for a few weeks yeah at best right and you can make an impression i've had you know students write me letters you're the best professor i ever had and blah 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh you know i got this job and blah 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 blah, blah. and uh so um that's rewarding but this to me because the impact you can have one on so many more kids, but also the impact on the parents and impact on the community takes it to a whole nother level. So yes. that's that's why I'm excited about it. So yeah, look, and, and I've uh, looked over your website, the Project NILO website. What are people going to find there? Um, they're going to see why, a little bit of the why, <laughs> why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to be uh, posting information on different events. We had an event sponsored by Melina Jewelers, which is huge uh, jewel um, outlet here in town. Um, that was wonderful because uh, a lot of people have heard of, <laughs> yeah, people have heard of Melina's. Everybody knows about Melina's and they were just like, oh, that they're sponsoring this, you know. <laughs> they were just, and uh, the jewelry was just... <laughs> <laughs> shining at them right um, so I think um, we're, we're, we're going to be attracting all kinds of sponsors okay because uh, one people understand what we're trying to do here 
So you can have people that are interested in our community. You can have people that are interested in finding students. We're also, WBC is going to have an uh, annual conference here at the end of the year in October on helping corporations attract and retain Zoomers, okay, which is your the newer generation now is Zoomers, right? Okay. <laughs> so, so, um, so there's all there's you know corporations are going to be interested in what we're doing because <laughs> they yes. uh, they're looking for students. They're having a hard time getting students. They're having a hard time getting uh, new people coming out, and uh, they um, it's you know it's exciting for me, but I think it's exciting for everybody right now. So no, look, I'm, 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 I'm animated by what you're doing. I'm, I'm excited for you. I know that there's a lot of business owners that have been a part of the show and certainly a lot of them stay uh, connected to the My Future Business Show. And that's quite a relevant title given the, the title <laughs> that we're talking about. So if anybody's on today's call, you've either listened to the show or you are a business owner, you want to get involved with this, I certainly would encourage you to do that. Either reach out to me and I can connect you with Denise or go to uh, Denise's uh, websites. Now, Denise, if anybody wants to connect with you to make a start, make a contribution and anything else, how are they going to yeah. find you? Um, they can uh, email me directly at Denise M. So D-E-N-I-S-E-M, as in Mary, <laughs> in mm-hmm. this case, said Meredith, but Denise M at T-H-E-W-B-C-S dot com. So it's Denise M at the W-B-C's dot com. I'm a Comic-Con fan, so. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely so, love it. So I like the WBCs sounded really good to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Um, this has been one of those wonderful calls where we've just lift the lid on um, the, the potential future for Project Nilo, and I wish it all the best. Now, again, that domain name will be available below this post. doesn't matter where you see it. You're going to get links back to Project mm-hmm. Nilo. Uh, yep. be it via the My Future Business post or elsewhere, you'll be able to find Denise and a wonderful team. And with all that being said, Denise, um, what a wonderful call. Thank you so very much. Well, thank you. We really enjoyed talking to you. 